reading from Shema Bhagavatam, Chapter 3, Chapter 7, Text 39. Purushasya. Oh, wrong one, sorry. Sato, Gyanam, Kuta, Kungsam, Bhakti, Vairagyam, Eva, Va, Nimitani Chatasyeha, Bhaktanyana Kasuripi, Sato Gyanam, Kutapungsam Bhaktir Vairakyam Evacha Nimitani Chatasyeha Bhaktan Yanakasuribi Satogyanam Kutapunksam Bhakti Vairakyam Evava Anaka, 
service and detachment without the help of such devotees. We'll repeat after me. Spotless devotees of the Lord, have mentioned the source of such knowledge. How could one have knowledge of devotional service and detachment without the help of such devotees? There are many inexperienced persons who advocate self-realization without the help of a spiritual master. They decry the necessity of the spiritual master and try themselves to take his place by propagating the theory that a spiritual master is not necessary. Shimabhagatam, however, does not approve this viewpoint. Even the great transcendental scholar Vyasadeva had need of a spiritual master. <clears throat> and under the instruction of his spiritual master, Narada, he prepared this sublime literature, Srimad Bhagavatam. Even Lord Chaitanya, although he is Krishna himself, accepted a spiritual master. Even Lord Krishna expected a spiritual master, Sanpani Muni, in order to be enlightened. And all the acharyas and saints of the world had spiritual masters. Bhagavad Gita, Arjuna accepted Lord Krishna as his spiritual master, although there is no necessity of such a formal declaration. So, in all cases, there is no question about the necessity of accepting the spiritual master. The only stipulation is the spiritual master should be bona fide, i.e., spiritual master must be in the proper chain of the simple succession called the Prampra system. Series are great scholars, but they may not always be Anagha or spotless. The Anagha Suri is one who is a pure devotee of the Lord. Those who are not pure devotees of the Lord or want to be on an equal level with him are not Anagha Suri. Pure devotees have prepared many books of knowledge on the basis of authorized scriptures Shrupa Goswami and his assistants, under the instructions of Lord Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, have all written various literatures for the guidance of prospective devotees. And anyone who is very serious about raising himself to the standard of a pure devotee of the Lord must take advantage of those literatures. <laughs> Shri Gurum Dinatarinam Oma Gyana Timirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshumiritam Yenata Samai Shri Gurave Namaha 
So when I was reading purport, Prabhupada was saying, there are some people who say you don't need a spiritual master. And one such person wrote a book on how you don't need a spiritual master. And so Srila Prabhupada said, then why is he writing a book? He's being a spiritual master. He's telling people you don't need one. And so nobody should read his book because you don't need a spiritual master and he's trying to be one. And so this is happening. So today I want to talk about uh, these, these pure devotees who can help us to get knowledge of Krishna. And, and I'm going to talk about these pure devotees in three different ways. First of all, um, about how they are Mahatmas, how you can recognize a pure devotee as a Mahatma or a Mahajan, which is the same uh, meaning as Mahatma or broad-minded uh, soul. And then the second way I'm going to discuss it is how they are Uttama Adhikaris or first-class devotees. And thirdly, I'm going to talk about get to Bhagavad Gita and see the criteria of the disciple and the spiritual master. What are the qualifications? And, uh, and then I'll end with how Srila Prabhupada is. Is that, of course, in the, in the middle it will be there too. Uh, maybe in the beginning. Um, so uh, there's a verse in Chaitanya Chaitanya Tarma, stop in a Hetu Sadhur Vyavahar. Real religion is established by the behavior of a pure devotee. So how do we know what is religion? There's so many religions in this world. You have to look at the behavior of a pure devotee. Doesn't matter what religion you are, you may be Christian, you may be Muslim, if you've got a pure devotee there, look at the behavior and see that. Uh, so um, Prabhupada's behavior established pure true religion in this world. Wherever he traveled, he brought Krishna and he defended Krishna from the atheists. So there are 12 Mahatmas in this universe, or Mahajans. I'll give their names, Brahma, Narada, Shiva, Forkumaras, Kapila, Manu, Parlad, Janaka, Bhishma, Bali, Shikadev, and Yamaraj, Lord of Death. So we also have Mahatmas in our Gaudiya Sampradaya. Uh, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course, is the original um, of course, Krishna is the original, and then Lord Chaitanya came. And uh, of course, he's Krishna himself, so he's uh, the original Mahatma. Uh, but then his next representative is Srupa Damodar, and then the six Goswamis, all the way down to Srila Prabhupada. So in the material world, the Mahatma, or a great soul, or a person who we should follow, is understood in different ways by different religionists. So this is, a, this is in the purport of Madhya 17th chapter, 185th verse. And Srivati Siddhanta Saraswati has commented on all the kinds of Mahatmas you can find in this material world, at, at least at his time. So for the condition so busy in sense gratification, a Mahatma or Mahajan is recognized according to a portion of sense gratification he gives. For example, a businessman may consider a certain banker to be a Mahatma as he gives him lots of money. And uh, karmis who want to enjoy may consider philosophers like Jaimini. Of course, now we have our different philosophers. Um, we don't follow Jaimini. That was in Bhaktisiddhanta's time. But yogis, those who follow yoga, they still follow Patanjali. Patanjali yoga, that is followed. 
and they think he is a Mahatma. And then for the Gyanis, we have the atheist Kapila, Vishishta, Darasa, Dattatreya, for the impersonalists, uh, yeah. And then for the demons, Ranyaksha, Ranyakashpu, Ravana, and so on. For the anthropologists, uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati says, um, we have Darwin, he's a Mahatma, and for the anthropologists, and um, philosophers, historians, uh, oh yeah, the scientists, he mentions. Uh, they are accepted by some as Mahajans, Mahatmas, by many. <laughs> uh, philosophers, historians, literary men, public speakers, social and political leaders, these are on the list. And who, who, who accepts these Mahatmas? There's a verse in Bhagavatam, Shavit, Varak, Osta, Karaisa, Stupta, Buddhisha, Pashu. Men who are like dogs, hogs, camels, and asses, praise those men who never listen to the transcendental pastimes of Lord Krishna. So um, these people listen. Sometimes he adds to the list doctors, psychiatrists, social workers, um, have no knowledge of spiritual identity, but people consider them Mahatmas. We also have, uh, we can add to the list movie stars, athletes, uh, people do worship them, and, uh, and rock stars, yeah, musicians. They can be added to the list. But who are the real Mahatmas? Narutam Das. Talker says, Sadhu Shastra Guru Vakya Chitete Kori Aikya. One should accept as one's guide the words of the sadhus, Shastra and Guru. Sadhu is a great personality. He says, like Lord Chaitanya, the Shastras are Prophet's books and spiritual master is Guru. He confirms the Shastras. And so we have a verse in um, Second Canto, Kirata Munandra, Pulinda Pukasha Vira Shimba. Yavana, Kasa, and even other sinful people can be purified by taking shelter of devotees of the Lord. And so we go through the devotees, they get the power, and we get purified, and then we can get delivered and go back to Godhead. So Prabhupada says in that purport, if the leadership of world affairs is entrusted to devotees of the Lord, for which a worldwide organization under the name and style of International Society for Krishna Consciousness has already been started, then by the grace of the Almighty Lord, there can be a thorough change of heart in human beings all over the world. Because devotees of the Lord are able authorities to effect such a change by purifying the dust war minds of people in general. So um, before I was a devotee, I was part of the um, hippie movement, and uh, we wanted a revolution. Uh, and, but our, our type of revolution that the hippies wanted was um, that, you know, one type of material, um, materialistic people should replace another type. And I saw through that, and I thought, no, this is not going to work. Then I met Prabhupada. And first thing in his book, which I got, uh, first canto of Bhagavatam, he says, we want to create a revolution in the hearts. Of, the, of this world's misguided civilization. I said, yes, this is the revolution we want. And I was just reading the other day um, that there's two kinds of strength. There's a material strength, and that can only go a certain way. You, it, it, material things, they have a beginning and an end. There's a limit to it. There's a limit to material strength. But spiritual strength is much more powerful. And that's the only thing that can defeat the material power, spiritual strength. 
And so um, we are getting the spiritual strength by reading Srimad Bhagavatam. Prabhupada said, we'll create a revolution in the hearts. So that is the kind of revolution that we are a part of. We are revolutionary spiritual people. Um, so who's qualified to join this movement? Prabhupada says in purport, in Bhagavad Gita it says there's no bar to becoming a devotee of the Lord. Uh, and uh, by becoming a devotee, everyone is eligible to return home back to Godhead. I think Nectar Devotion says the same thing. One qualification though, only qualification is one takes shelter of a pure devotee of the Lord who has thorough knowledge in the science of Krishna. Anyone from any part of the world who becomes well-conversant in science of Krishna becomes a pure devotee and a spiritual master for the general mass of people and may reclaim them by purification of heart. Yes, so I was hearing the memories of Prabhupada. One devotee said, Prabhupada, quoted Prabhupada as saying, if you read a chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam every day for one year, you'll become a great scholar in Bhagavatam. And guess what? I did that. <laughs> I read it. I, I did the Sanskrit. I was singing every year. Yes, Prabhu? What happens if you've been read to? What happens if you've been? Read to. Thank you. Read to. Read to. Hmm. I, that should count. You yeah. Right, right, right. If you hear, hmm, that's good. We have different ways. And we're not uh, very, we're not uh, so restricted that way. If you hear a chapter a day, you know, so that works. Yes. Like what if Gorky Shortoff's Bhagavatam showed up? Yeah, what if he showed up? I'm sure he already had the whole Bhagavatam in his head. Yeah. <laughs> right. So anyway, that's what Prabhupada said. And it works. And if you hear it also, try it. You should try it. Do you, do you know about the no, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. Oh yeah, I know the eight limbs. Yeah, I know the eight limbs of yoga. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. So, Putanjali. Yeah, he's. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we don't want to commit offenses. Thank you for saving me. Excuse me, but I was just quoting Shilabhakti Siddhanta. I wasn't saying anything myself. I'm just the yoga systems are all connected. Yeah. Yeah, when I mentioned, whoops, when I mentioned Patanjali, I was quoting from Shirabhati Siddhanta, so I'm safe. I have my smart programming guru, I have my Vaishnava guru, you can yeah. Good. spiritual master. So we'll continue after class, yeah. if you don't mind. <laughs> All right, so, um, yeah, if we simply know Gita and Bhagavatam, that would be very helpful for turning other people's hearts. So um, this is Prabhupada's miracle, that he, he took people who had no knowledge of Krishna and uh, he made us uh, devotees, turned us into devotees. And so this is Prabhupada's mercy. Every one of us is here today because of Prabhupada's mercy. Um, on a morning walk, Prabhupada said, it seems Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, not Prabhupada said, no, when devotees said to Prabhupada, seems Lord Chaitanya preached in India, but left the rest of the world for you. And Prabhupada said, and for you. And for you. We also have to do it too. Uh, Prabhupada's not the only one here. 
I learned how to read in fifth grade. Wow. Yeah, I faked it so then. <laughs> Good for you. So the main the main thing is that we want to serve Prabhupada. And that's why we're here. And that's the purpose of our lives. So Krishna, we know, he brought Krishna Prema. He brought the treasure, but it was locked. He demanded everyone, you surrender to me uh, in Bhagavad Gita. But when, Lord Chita, when Krishna came as Lord Chaitanya, he opened the treasure, he ate the contents, and distributed it freely. But after Lord Chaitanya, 500 years later, it was still locked for the rest of the world, even for modern-day India. So Prabhupada took the treasure, opened it up, and gave it to everyone all over the world, regardless of birth or qualification. So in Chaitanya Chaitamrita, it talks about how Lord Chaitanya brought the desire tree of devotional service to this earth and became its gardener. And uh, so the branches of the Chaitanya tree formed a cluster or society with great branches covering the universe. And Prabhupada said, our international society for Krishna consciousness is one of the branches of the Chaitanya tree. So we're a branch of Lord Chaitanya's tree. From each branch grew many hundreds of sub-branches, and no one can count how many branches grew. The fruits ripened, became sweet, nectarian, the gardener, Lord Chaitanya, distributed them without asking any price. Not considering who asked for it, who did not, who was fit, who was unfit, Lord Chaitanya gave the fruit to everyone. And he said, I'm the only gardener. How many places can I go? How many fruits can I pick and distribute? Therefore, I order every man within this universe to accept this Krishna consciousness movement and distribute it everywhere. So we have this order from Lord Chaitanya, and Prabhupada is giving us the same order, that we, uh, we should distribute the fruits of Krishna consciousness. And he did say, Sankirtan will keep you happy, and the books will keep you convinced. And so uh, we heard about the Mahatmas. Let's hear more about the Uttamas, and that is from also Chaitanya Charitamrita, where uh, the people in Kuninagram asked Lord Chaitanya, please let me know who is actually a Vaishnava and what his symptoms are. So Lord Chaitanya said, one who is always chanting the holy name of the Lord is to be considered a first-class Vaishnava, and your duty is to serve his lotus feet. So, um, yes, the following year they asked Lord Chaitanya the same question. So the, the last answer was for the middle-class devotee, Madhyam, and the next answer is for the Uttama. Lord Chait uh, so they asked him, who is a pure devotee? What are the symptoms of a Vaishnava? And Lord Chaitanya said, first class Vaishnava is he whose very presence makes others chant the holy name of Krishna. And so um, Sri Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati says, if an observer immediately remembers the holy name of Krishna upon seeing a Vaishnava, that Vaishnava should be considered a Mahabhagavat, first class devotee. Such a Vaishnava is always aware of his Krishna conscious duty, enlightenment, and self-realization. He's in love with Krishna, and uh, his love is without adulteration. He sees everything connected with Krishna. He can chant the holy name 
perfectly. He sees who's sleeping and he is awakening the conditioned souls. He opens eyes that are closed by forgetfulness of Krishna. This so living entity is liberated from the dullness of material energy and engaged fully in the service of the Lord. So uh, Mahabhagwa can spread Krishna consciousness and he doesn't distinguish where Krishna consciousness should be spread from where it should not. So uh, this is the mood of Nityananda. I'm going to tell you a story about how Prabhupada showed this mood of Nityananda. This is a story of one of my god sisters, Krishna Nandini, who, is, who became very famous as the head of the um, Grihas division team, and she married to a Muslim. And <laughs> still, she's head, and, and he also is, you know, he's very mellow, he's very devotional, and he preaches to his Muslim friends. Uh, but he's keeping his Muslim faith. So how did she become a devotee is very, very interesting in how Prabhupada has the mood of Nityananda. So she was in Cleveland. Her mother got a book. Her mother read the book and said, okay, we're, we gotta be devotees. She shaved up all her kids. She, uh, they all had to wear devotional clothes. They were going to the temple. Temple president said, you can't just do that. You can't just shave up. You can't just join like that. He was not happy with them. And he even called the police to get rid of, get them out of the temple. And these were um, black devotees. So we don't know why he did that. But what happened now is... White is real too. Huh? Now white on white hate is real too. Huh? Yeah. So if you, you know, never hesitate to put a boot on his back. <laughs> okay, thank you for that. Uh, so let's hear the end of the story. Um, so her mother got, got an inspiration, let's drive. We're just gonna, we don't know where we're going, we're just gonna drive. And we're gonna pray to the Lord where he should lead us. So they drove, they were in Cleveland, which is, you know where Cleveland is, it's middle, middle, middle of Midwest. So they kept driving and driving, turning here, asking the Lord which way to turn. They ended up in Dallas, Texas. Went to the temple. And they asked, can we stay the night? And they said, yes, Prabhupada is here. And he's gonna, and tomorrow is Radhastami. We're gonna install the deities tomorrow and Prabhupada is gonna initiate. So, what happened? They stayed the night. The mother got a six hour darshan with Siddha Prabhupada. And at the end of her darshan, Prabhupada said, so, how many you want me to initiate? So he said five. So the whole family got initiated. But before they got initiated, the devotees were saying, no, no, these are troublemakers, Prabhupada. You can't initiate them. You can't initiate. We heard from their temple president. And Prabhupada said, where I see a spark of Krishna consciousness, I fan it. And he initiated them. And later on, <laughs> the temple president that kicked him out apologized. And Krishna Deity said, no, I'm very happy you kicked us out because otherwise we wouldn't have got initiated by Shiva Prabhupada on Radhashtami. <laughs> so that's the mercy of Nityananda and that's the qualification of a pure devotee. And so we have uh, Bhagavad Gita here who is a spiritual master. 
uh, try to learn to choose by approaching the spiritual master, inquire from him submissively and render service unto him. The self-realized soul can impart knowledge unto you because he has seen the truth. Okay, so qualification, three, three things the disciples should do. We've been hearing a lot about spiritual master the last few days. Inquire submissively, render service. Uh, well, submission is actually a, a third one. Inquire, uh, be submissive, and render service. So those are the three things. But in the purport, it says there are two more things that Prabhupada says a disciple should be careful of. In this verse, both blind following and absurd inquiries are condemned. No blind following. What does that mean? What does blind following mean? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what Prabhupada said in a lecture on that, um, but that's true also. Uh, Prabhupada said, there's a Swami, he has so many thousands following him, let me become his disciple without any knowledge. Yeah. Uh, and then he gives another example. A Swami says, give me money, I'll make you God. <laughs> so, then, uh, then there's absurd inquiry. Here's the absurd inquiry. Can you show me God? And some cheating gurus trick them into believing they have seen God. So Prabhupada gives an example. Suppose you go to a professor and say, can you immediately make me an MA? If he says yes, why not? Then aren't you a fool and isn't he also a fool? So uh, yeah, Dhruva Maharaj went to the forest with so many austerities before he could see God. And they think they can see God immediately without any training. So qualification of the guru is tattva-darshi, he has seen the truth. He sees through the shastras. So in Purport Prabhupada says, following instruction of the spiritual master is the same as seeing Krishna. So if we're following Prabhupada's instructions, we are seeing Krishna somehow or other. May not be, may not be through our eyes. We, there are many ways to see Krishna. We've got a lot of senses. So, um, Prabhupada was asked, are your disciples pure devotees? Prabhupada said, if they are following, they are pure devotees. Myself, I'm not perfect, nor I'm pure, but my only qualification is I'm simply trying to follow the instructions of my spiritual master. So that was Prabhupada. Uh, yeah, and then we hear more about knowledge, when you have learned the truth, you will know all living beings are part of me. They are in me and are mine. Thank you. Uh, so, this knowledge is very, very pure. And there's nothing so sublime and pure as transcendental knowledge, the mature fruit of all mysticism. So this is what we want to get. And we, so you need to find a spiritual master for that. Um, I'll just do one more story which glorifies um, the knowledge. King of Iran got a book containing the secret to raise the dead with an elixir made of herbs and trees from the high mountains of India. So the king sent his chief minister to find them. He looked everywhere with the help of some sages, but couldn't find anything. Then he went found, found one famous sage who had also searched. He discovered that the elixir described in the book was actually an allegory. The high mountains were the wise men of lofty intellect. 
their intelligence, and the trees and herbs were their writings. The wisdom taken from their writing was the elixir of life that revived the dead intellect of ignorant men. So this Gita, <coughs> so Prabhupada in the beginning when there were just a bunch of hippies in his class 1966, he said, we require thousands of spiritual masters who have understood Krishna's science to preach all over the world. Therefore, we have formed a society. We invite all sincere souls to take part in the society <coughs> and become spiritual master and preach the science all over the world. Great necessity for this knowledge. So, um, Shiva Vyasadeva, he wrote this, this Bhagavatam that we're hearing. He is the original spiritual master. How did he begin his glorification of Krishna? He said, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Then he gave his benediction. If you hear Bhagavatam attentively and submissively, Krishna becomes captured in the heart. So this is Parampara. We worship our spiritual master, and our worship goes up, and the mercy comes down to us. So how did Vyasadeva conclude his first prayer, the first verse in Bhagavatam? <coughs> he said, Jimahi, I meditate, I worship. <coughs> so, Prabhupada quoted this, this word when he was doing Vyasa Puja of Srivati Siddhanta Saraswati. And he said, actually, the worship I have to do. But I'm doing it with all of you together, the whole family. If you've been in India, in a Vrindavan temple or any big temple in India, you'll, find, you'll see sometimes small little kids get lost from their parents. And you try to help those little kids. Uh, uh, and uh, they're not satisfied until they find their mother. And the mother, when she comes, in the temple with all her kids, she bows down, the baby, the kid, baby in her stomach, the baby in her, on her chest, the baby in her hand, they all bow down together. So Prabhupada said, this means, although it's me that has to do the worship, when I worship, you all worship with me. I take you all with me. I take you all with me to Krishna. So this is our process that we are worshipping Srila Prabhupada, we're worshipping spiritual masters, and he takes us. They, by their power, we can go, we can do some service and go back to Krishna. And so, Bhagavatam is spoken by Shukadeva, it's very sweet, and Prabhupada has tasted it's even sweeter. So many sannyasis went to the western countries before Prabhupada, but no one became a Vaishnava. So one such sannyasi gave Prabhupada advice, you're going to a foreign country, you don't know which hand to take the fork and the knife. So Prabhupada told him, I'm not going to learn all these things. I'm going to teach them something else to forget it. And just yesterday I saw on Facebook a, a very interesting picture posted by um, an Indian group, I think Sanatan Dharma, and it had a picture of Indian ladies wearing saris, you know, exposing every part of their body. And then it showed a picture of Iskan <laughs> ladies wearing saris, <laughs> like Prabhupada taught. And he said, they said, we should follow the Iskan devotees. Mm. And how do we, 
queer stories. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting that Prabhupada did teach us um, different things. And when he was praised, he said no. Um, and the only credit is I'm following the words of my spiritual master. Uh, I didn't change anything. I'm presenting Gita as it is. If there's any credit, this is my credit. I didn't mix anything. So we should take advantage. We got the mercy ship Prabhupada in uh, giving in the form of his books, try to spread the, the, what we know, the knowledge, whatever knowledge we got, whatever we know from Prabhupada, we should share. So I'll stop here. If anyone has questions, uh, Prabhu, you have any more? <laughs> okay, let somebody go first and then you can, <laughs> you can ask me one. Does anybody else have a question? <laughs> we'll have time for maybe one or two. <laughs> but it's good, you have questions, it's really good because that's a sign of a real intelligence and not blind following. Uh, anybody else have questions? Okay, Prabhu, you're on. <laughs> What's your first question? Who are the Mahatmas again? Who are the Mahatmas? Um, okay, uh, there's a list of 12, according to Bhagavatam, Brahma, Narada, Vyas, four Kumaras, Lord uh, Yamaraj, Shiva, uh, Bhishma, Patanjali, Yoga. I don't. I, a little bit because I do yoga every day. I anger yoga a little bit. Do you know the story of how Patanjali sunk into the causal ocean? Pardon me. You know the story of how Patanjali sunk into the causal ocean? No, I don't know that story. Um, but. I think I should talk to you afterwards, but I might not have time about that. So do you have another question? Um, sure. <laughs> we could talk about that after, because I also follow, I do yoga, but I, yeah. You have another question? I'll ask you. Okay, <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. We can have your thought together. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. I'll go to Shiro Prabhupada. Very good.